You're listening to RE Snapshots. Each fortnight, we chat about the science behind the weeds, tackling herbicide resistance, and bringing you the latest information with experts in the field. For RE Snapshots today, we're chatting to Todd Gaines. Now, Todd, you were back in RE many moons ago, but first of all, how are you going? I'm going really well, thanks. Yeah, I had a great flight over. I've just arrived in Perth today. Had a nice chance to stop in Sydney uh, for the day, which was beautiful. Check out Manly Beach and I had some fish and chips. So you need to catch up on uh, all the great Australian things I've been missing out on. Yeah, because you're based in Colorado, right? Yeah, I'm in Colorado at Colorado State University. And uh, so it's just really nice to be back and see the ocean again. And (laughs) driving down the Swan River here in Perth uh, brings back a lot of memories from my time here in Ari. Now, for people who might not be familiar with you. Can you give us a little bit of background on how you ended up at RE and what sort of research you focused on when you were here? Yeah, I uh, after I completed my PhD uh, back in 2009, I moved here as a postdoc to work in RE and my research at that time was focusing on uh, pyroxysulfone, which had not yet been introduced to the market here. And uh, together with Roberto Busi um, and some work that Michael Walsh had also initiated, we were looking at the potential for resistance to this new herbicide, this new mode of action, uh, before its introduction. So it was a really exciting project and I, I think a great opportunity to get some proactive information for resistance management. Yeah, very cool. So you've done all that really interesting research with Ari in the past. What have you been up to in the last few years when you've been back home in Colorado? Well, even before I was back home in Colorado, I spent some time with Bayer Crop Science in Germany at their herbicide discovery headquarters. And that was also a project together with Ari. And while I was there, I got to get hands-on with next generation sequencing and so it was a really exciting opportunity to use that technology one of the very first times it was applied to a question in weeds uh, looking at genes involved in herbicide resistance as well as you know getting to see what the headquarters of this of a major company looks like day to day and after spending a couple of years there, then I, I moved to Colorado and uh, got the position at Colorado State. Since my time there, I've been doing a lot of work on genomics. We have a tumbleweed in the Western U.S. Mm-hmm. And, and Western North America. It's called kosha. Right. And so if you think of those old Western films, yeah, you know, right before exactly the shootout, you know, <laughs> I was tumbling by it. That's, that's what it is. And um, so we've been, yeah, sequencing and assembling the genome, looking at uh, various herbicide target genes, as well as trying to understand things like stress tolerance in weeds you know weeds never get damaged by a late frost they never get damaged by drought (laughs) right they're they're really well adapted to cropping systems we want to try to understand some of those traits that might actually then we could learn new information that we could apply to crops very cool yeah that would be awesome now everyone's very excited in the re office because you did nominate professor steve faust for this big international award it was for the american chemical society international award for research in agrochemicals which steve won so there's been a lot of fanfare around the office um, and a lot of media around it too but can you give us a bit more information on the significance of this award todd yeah this is a really prestigious award and really well deserved 
served. I'm really happy for Steve, and, and it, I'm happy to have been a part of the, the process of nominating him for it, along with uh, some people who wrote uh, really nice letters of support for him. The award goes to someone uh, for recognizing their career-long contribution to agrochemicals. And uh, so the American Chemical Society has a subdivision called Agro, which is, is around crop protection, chemicals. Uh, a lot of the past recipients have been uh, chemists working, you know, synthesis of, of different pesticides, uh, discovering new structures. So it's a, a very well-regarded, highly esteemed group of, of recipients. And uh, what Steve has been recognized for is his work over the years to understand cytochrome P450s and how they're involved in metabolic resistance and just what that means for managing resistance. And we have talked about P450s in RE Insight before, but can you give us a bit more of an overview and a little bit more detail about what you're talking about when you talk about P450s? Mm -hmm. Cytochrome P450s, when we say that, we're talking about a, a pretty big group of proteins in plants. Plants will have from 300 to 400 versions or di different genes of these P450s. They have a lot of different functions, but essentially they are the biochemical factory of the plant. They're, they're causing reactions to uh, catalyze the synthesis of different compounds, especially secondary compounds for defense. You know, plants can't get up and walk around if something's bothering them. So you need to make compounds to protect themselves from insects or from pathogens or to help them tolerate changes in their environment while they're growing. Uh, some good examples just to think about are compounds like caffeine or nicotine. These are synthesized in the, several of the reactions that go into them involve cytochrome P450s. So one given P450 tends to be very specialized in, in what it does. It does a, a certain reaction in the plant cell. But it happens, and this is something that Steve's discovered, that some of these P450s just by chance can also metabolize some herbicides. So mm. the herbicide enters the plant cell, this P450, especially if it's uh, expressed at a higher level than normal, can cause a reaction that changes the chemical of the herbicide molecule so that it no longer works. It no longer binds to the active site of, of where its mode of action is. And these can be pretty diverse. They might be something called a ring hydroxylation. So a hydroxyl group gets added to the six carbon ring. Uh, it can be a cleavage reaction, a number of different things. But what is uh, especially challenging about resistance that's caused by P450s is that it's not specific to the mode of action. And this was something that Steve discovered that ryegrass plants that were resistant to, <clears throat> after selection with one herbicide, were also resistant to a different mode of action even though it hadn't been used on them. And over the years he's put together this understanding, you know, the work that's been connected in his teams to show that, yeah, in fact, one P450 can metabolize herbicides from different uh, modes of action. I think his leadership in this area has been really critical. A lot of other labs have uh, joined into this research area, and at this point in time, we have we're starting to have a pretty good understanding of some different P450s that are involved in herbicide resistance, and even uh, RE 
has some current projects looking at specific uh, P450s. But I think there's still a lot to be learned and uh, we'll see a lot more progress in the next few years. But I'm excited for Steve. I know he spent uh, some time on a sabbatical, I believe, uh, sometime during the 80s or early 90s, trying to extract P450 enzyme from uh, from ryegrass. And he spent months and months in the lab trying to get this to work and just couldn't get enough activity out to be able to study it in that way. So then he's really taken on the leadership to figure out how can these P450s be studied. And it did ultimately lead to, at least in part, to the work that I was doing in Germany where we were using this whole transcriptome approach to uh, study P450 genes. And it is just such a nice cherry on top for Steve's career. He is, uh, we are looking for a new director at the moment, and so what a way to go, you know? Like. Yeah, I think it's exciting. It's kind of a, a sort of a sundowner, you know, just this, uh, again, recognition from the peers of, of his, his leadership and his contributions over the course of his career. Yeah, we're really proud of him. And thank you so much for catching up with us. What have you got planned for the time that you're here? Oh, we've got some exciting stuff. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to checking out the new Elizabeth Key. Uh, that was uh, not here when the uh, last time I was in Perth. <laughs> some new infrastructure. Uh, yeah, yeah. See what's going on. Check out some restaurants. And uh, the main reason for my visit uh, is from Colorado State University's College of Agricultural Sciences. We have a delegation here for a couple of days to talk to the UWA Institute of Agriculture and where we can find some... Uh, broader collaborations and partnerships just explore what potential is there you know clearly we we have some close connections already in herbicide resistance research uh, but I we think that there's an opportunity for you know perhaps partnering around teaching or faculty exchange student exchange and and we'll be exploring that over the next couple of days very cool. Well, nice to finally meet you, Todd. I've heard lots of good things about you. And it's Likewise, all things to be true. <laughs> but thanks very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Good, good talking to you, Jess.